the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Well, it was touch and go there for a little bit, but then the Dayton Flyers put the defensive clamps on. They started hitting some shots, and before you knew it, the Duquesne Dukes were collapsing faster than Jordair Jet catching a dirty look from Anthony Grant. And Dayton was off and running, Rex, a 21-point winner. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback. And, Rex, the quad four opponent is who we thought they were. Yep. Yeah, they started out extremely well. They shot, shot the ball well, but as you and I talked here before we went on the air, teams that are shooting 35 or 40% from the field, that's what they are, and that's what this team was. They banked a couple in early in the game, had a little bit of confidence, but it seemed like after about 12 minutes our defense really per- perked up. Moo came off the bench and gave us, gave us about seven or eight really good minutes. Kobe Brayer came off the bench again and did some good things. So it's another good victory, a home victory. It's the one you got to have. You, you can't lose one of these. You, can, you know, you, you just no. got to continue to go. And uh, so we're just keeping courage and come back Saturday and, and go at it again. As Brooks said, Rex, it's an incredible box score when you look at the fact you got nine guys who scored at least six points and only one of them. Kobe Elvis was in double figures with 13 tonight. Yeah, they just they're, they're so balanced and they're hard hard to guard. And I know they put a couple new sets in in the last couple of weeks because teams, you know, you start watching them and you scouting them and the teams do the same stuff. Uh, Andy Farrell does a real good job off the bench for those. They were preparing for uh, Duquesne, so a couple little wrinkles tonight uh, gave us some easy looks. And uh, I thought Kobe Elvis did a good job running the point when Malachi went out for a few minutes. You know, he's he's more of a, a two along those lines, but he did a really good job. So I'm, you know, I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, you know, I thought it might be a tougher game. Go up there and, and whoop them pretty bad, and they came out like they, they wanted to play. But after 12 or 14 minutes, it was over. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you beat Duquesne by 20 at their barn a few weeks ago. You beat him by 21 now tonight. Um, just really, once you hit sort of that, Duquesne was kind of hanging around until a about the under eight in the first half, Rex, and then by seven thirteen left to go, they're up three, and then they're they're up ten at the under four with three and a half minutes left in the first half. That was sort of where they got it to that working margin. And really, if you're being nitpicky, maybe there was a little bit of a letdown down the stretch. But for the most part, Rex, I mean, Dayton once they got out to that working lead with some breathing room with four minutes left in the first half, they really didn't look back no, at all. No, they didn't. And you know, the score really wasn't addictive because we were up like thirty. 35 points. It could have been one of those 40-point games. As listen, Brooke, as I was leaving, says, you know, pour it on them, pour it on them. But, you know, you want to get guys off the bench. It's great to get an extra minutes. And, you know, now the season's really going to start telling on you with the last, you know, the last really four weeks of this. This yeah. grind is coming in. As I've said many times, this is a new season for Malachi Smith. He did not play last year. So you just wonder if it's going to slow him down a little bit. The practices have been a little lighter. They haven't gone as long. And I think uh, Coach Grant sees that, with, you know, keep the, their legs up and everything. So yeah. it was it a was good, good performance. Especially for Malley, trying to continue yeah. to push through that freshman wall that they yeah. all, you know, that you can tend to hit. Yeah. And, and Rex, too, with this A-10, you know, with, with dropping that key tiebreaker on Saturday against St. Louis and now, you know, you're still in pretty good position at 8-3. Yeah. and three. I'm not trying to, you know, scoff at that, but. With the way this A-10 shaking out, trying to get a, a four seed, you got These are the games you got to put away. You yeah. don't want to lose this margin for error by losing to dumpster divers like no, Duquesne. No, you want to be in that position where you don't have to play four or five games. That is that is so important. It's hard for people to realize, but when you're playing back to back almost in those tournaments, it's extremely hard. So, you know, we keep our head above water right now and keep winning. I, you know, I look at the schedule. I feel very very confident that I think I think we can we can run this thing out. Yeah. I mean, we've got to go on the road for a couple of tough games and then got Davidson at home. But if we can go through that and win those games on the road, I, I feel very, very confident that we could maybe still win this thing. 
you know, Davidson's going to, they're going to lose some place along the ride yeah. on, the, on the road. They're not going to shoot their percentage all, all the time. So, you know, you just got to keep, keep grinding and keep your head up and uh, keep playing as hard as you can play. I think they got the balance back tonight, too, Rex, because a lot of Dayton fans have picked up on they seem to, when their losses, be imbalanced where it's too much Mally, not enough Holmes and Kamara. Uh, tonight, I think they got back to what worked for them. Holmes with 9-6, and six, you know, he wasn't as dynamic as he has ever been, but 9-6 and six for Holmes tonight, Kamara with 8, Kobe Elvis with 13, and Molly Smith, Molly Smith, excuse me, just doing his thing, 7 points, uh, 4 boards, 8 assists. I mean, that's that's a pretty classic Molly Smith stat line right yeah, there, Yeah, he Rex. just is playing with so much confidence right now, John, and he doesn't turn the ball over. He looks for him. He, you know, he wants to run, and this team wants to get the ball out. And I think it was a couple times in the second half, right around the 14-minute mark, the rebound they got to Malley, and Holmes was flying down the middle of the rim runner, and then Tamani was coming up the side in a couple dunks. And that just frustrates teams because they just can't get back on that. Right. And I think, too, what, what we saw tonight was after Dayton's bad offense showed up, you know, the offense has been Jekyll and Hyde at times this year. We've seen they're going to put the clamps to you defensively every night. But tonight now the offense comes and is back on the upswing. And when that offensive output score in 75 tonight matches with this with defensive intensity, Rex, I mean, forget it. Yep, they're, they're not going to lose many games when it comes to that. So uh, another great performance defensively. A, a great job with, by the coaching staff, Coach Kane, Coach Farrell, getting the guys into the situation. You can hear them on the sideline. You know, they're running this shot. They're running this play. And uh, the, kids, the kids responded to it in practice, so I think that's good. What does Dayton head coach Anthony Grant think about this one? Well, you're about to find out because he is live with Larry Hansgen courtside at Blackburn Court on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hansgen uh, back here at uh, the UD Arena where the Dayton Flyers uh, defeat, uh, defeat Duquesne by a final of 75-54 to the court with Coach Grant brought to you by Pickerel, Schaefer, and Ebling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at pselaw.com. And Coach, uh, a solid win here tonight. And, and, and uh, how important was the bench play you got, particularly midway through that first half? Well, I thought it was huge. You know, I think, Larry, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, this team, one of the strengths being the depth that we could have. You know, and I thought it was on display tonight. I thought... Uh, they gave us a great lift. Uh, I want to say uh, took maybe a two-point lead and extended it to 10 or 12, you know, and uh, did a great job of, of defending, did a great job of executing, uh, sharing the basketball. And, uh, you know, that's what we need. You know, the, the, the calendar's now flipped to, to February. You want to be playing your best basketball. You want to see guys understanding what they can do and what they're capable of doing and, and, uh, and really uh, – just blossoming in the roles that they're playing in, you know. So I thought we made progress in that tonight. I thought, uh, you know, the second half, we had a little bit of a letdown there late when we got up big. But overall, I thought we put together a really good game. The guys played together, played unselfishly, and uh, it's, it's a great win. Let's talk about the start of the second half, though. Uh, came out, the tempo picked up a bit. Uh, cutting was much crisper. Uh, was that something you addressed at halftime? Well, I mean, we wanted to be able to, to do both halves, you know, that way. I thought in the first half we had a few uh, careless turnovers where we, we, were, we were in position to make some plays and we just tried to force some things. Um, you know, but that's something that we've talked about, the need for us to be able to execute better. And I thought the guys were intentional about trying to do that here tonight. 17 assists, 
only seven turnovers, only two in the second half. And there again, this team has strengths, obviously defensively, but is sharing the ball another one of these strengths, you think? We need it to be, you know, and, and, and you, know, you can see when, when we're doing that, when guys are taking advantage of the way we're being defended, that, that good things happen. So, uh, yeah, I thought it's great to see 17 assists on seven turnovers, the way we were able to take care of the basketball in the second half, the way we shared it. I think we had, I think tonight, you know, a handful of guys or more that were right there at, at, at approaching double figures. But you love to see that balance on the team. Yeah, thir- you, you, Kobe Elvis led you with 13, but you had nine players with six or more points. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And, that's and, sharing it. That's playing yeah. together. And, and the only two guys that didn't have at least six points, I want to talk about them because we don't usually get to, but uh, the way your bench reacted when both Christian Wilson hit his three and when Drew Swirline hit his tough shot. Yeah. Um, that says something about the camaraderie of this team, the way your, no, your bench you know, reacted. Drew and Christian do such a, a great job for us uh, on scout team with the preparation, with the way they approach it, getting our guys ready for every game. And they're such an integral part of, of, of what we're trying to build and what we're trying to do. So it's great that those guys go out there and have success. And, you know, as soon as Christian let it go, he yelled, bank. I don't know if you guys heard it, but... Uh, <laughs> It went in. It yeah, went in. And it all counts. Hey, Coach, congratulations. Great complete it. total team win. Thanks, guys. Go Flyers. Yeah. All right. Uh, that, that, so, uh, big game here tonight and another one coming up Saturday. The Flyers will be right back here home to take on uh, George Washington at 2 o'clock. So, on behalf of our crew courtside, uh, two engineer producers tonight, Alex Schilling and uh, Parker Testa. Brooks Hall filling in for the legend Bucky Bachhorn. I'm Larry Hans. Going to begin our final Dayton 75, Duquesne 54. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. Make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome into Flanagan's Pub for the second time tonight. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It was the Flyers in a runaway tonight, a 21-point win over the Duquesne Dukes. Gets Dayton now to 16-8 overall. More importantly, at this point of the year, 8-3 to stand a third-place tie in Atlantic 10 play. Rex, it was... Maybe a little bit of touch and go there for the Flyers for maybe the first half of the first half, but Dayton flipped the switch and it was off and running. And in the end, as I said in the post game, uh, the, the the opponent that came in here to make this a quad four game, they were who we thought they were. Yeah, yeah. I think what Anthony said afterwards too, uh, our contributions off the bench. I didn't realize he said when the starters, some of those guys came out, they were running up two or three points and they opened up to ten yeah. or eleven. So that's that's really a good accomplishment. And again. Getting off the bench play, Moo, I thought, played his best game. He's played this season. You know, he was strong, physical. He got his presence inside. He rebounded when he needed to. And he just gave us a good, I would say, probably 15 minutes off the bench. That's probably as many minutes as he's played in quite a while. So I'm encouraged. Uh, we just got to come back. Uh, practice will probably be light tomorrow. Get ready for Saturday. They're in that regime now where they're going about every two or three days. They're coming into the, the grind of the season. So you, bet, you better be physically and mentally ready to play. Yeah, it was – I don't know what it was about the starting five tonight, Rex, but they were just in a funk for that, that first half of the first frame, and Anthony went to that bench group where it was everybody that he pulled from the starting five, except it was either Elvis or Blakeney still out there. I can't remember which it was, but uh, it was one of those guys and four off the bench, and they were the group that, as you mentioned, yep. Anthony alluding to, Rex, they made it click, and Anthony stuck with them for a good eight, ten minutes there, and they pushed it out to that arm's length of ten, and after that point, they didn't look back. No, they did a good job. Malachi, as I was telling you earlier, he got sort of bummed on the – and the elbow there, when he came over, basically said he had no feeling in his hands. You know, a lot of times you've done that where you've hit your elbow and it feels your finger tingling. And so the orthopedic guy looked at him and you know, they messed around with like three or four minutes. And finally, you know, he started getting feeling in the back of his hands. So, yeah, he was, at, he was out of that lineup there for almost six and a half, seven minutes. So, yeah. you know, then you had a situation where, you know, Kobe Elvis was playing the one and he drained a couple threes. He got that one down to the shot clock, stepped back and buried the three. He can... He can, you know, he can really shoot it when he gets on a roll. Yeah, and even closing out the half, you know, Tumani Kamara with uh, him following up his own miss, he gets mm -hmm. to put back at the buzzer and pushes a nine. Now it's 11 all of a sudden at the break. And then, Rex, you know it's just going poorly for the Dukes when, when Dayton's doubling them up 60-30 to 30 with 11 minutes left. I mean, that's just taking the Dukes to the woods. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to score. <laughs> that second half. Did I. I mean, I look, it's 19 minutes, 18, down to 14, 35. And finally, I think they got a couple free throws to go in. Uh, you know, they shot well for the first three minutes. But, man, they showed their true form there in the end of the first half and the second half. Yeah, that's, that's Like you said, Rex, there's a reason they're 1-7 or 1-8 now in, in conference play because they're just – that's a dreadful Dukes team this year. It's, it's, just, it's hard to watch, but you're glad to see Dayton. Like I said, beat them by 20 at their place a few weeks ago. And he beat him by 21 tonight. 937-457-1290 is the number of Flyers fans. We want to hear what you think about this uh, Dayton win tonight. And we're going to go to Mark in Xenia. Hi, Mark. Mark, I'm sorry I can't hear you, bud. You got the, uh... There we go. Hey, Mark, what's on your mind? Hey, um, I think they look real good in the second half. Yeah, they sure did. End up, you know... Pushing it out, like I said, you're up by 30 with halfway through the second frame, and that's uh, that's not too bad. No. Hey, John, can you tell me something about the red shirt kid, the guy on the bench, where is he from? He is from London, England. Uh, Amophile. Amophile. He um, had some injuries last year at East Tennessee State, 
and is is now practicing. I think he's got a lot of ability. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's having any knee problems at this point. You know, he's guarding the Iran every day in practice. He's getting the, the practice minutes, and I'm sure that Coach Grant and him sat down and figured out, you know, this would probably be a redshirt year and uh, see what yep. happens. You know, there's it's sort of funky some of these rules that they have now that, you know, in football you can play almost four games out of 12 and still retain your eligibility, where in basketball, you know, it's not the same, which I don't think is particularly right. But he's going to be a nice player along with Caleb Washington. So, uh, yes, he's, he's going to redshirt this year definitely. Okay, yep. thanks a lot, you guys. You're welcome, Mark. Yeah, Richard Amafale, uh, he's, uh, he, I think Anthony did come out a few weeks ago, Rex, as you said, officially gave the word that they were going to redshirt him because, as you mentioned, he had that knee injury at ETSU that Anthony at the time said, you know, he hasn't really fully recovered yet. And, and really, Rex, at this point, I mean, where is he going to get any playing time no. with this rotation? So. No, no, I think it's, it's great that he's practicing he's on the scout team doing stuff. He's learned the rotations, and he's learning, you know, learning the position because – I think he can actually play a four if we need to. I mean, he's long. He's about 6'10". Yeah. He's like Duran. I mean, he's got the long arm. He's got a little bit of touch around the basket. So he's going to be a nice player in the next two to three years. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Anthony said, too, he'd love to see them sharing the ball. I mean, when you just looked on the box score that you got nine guys scoring at least six points and only one Kobe Elvis in double figures. Um, you know, and your bench, your bench production too, Rex was great. Amzio with six. Moo, as you mentioned, with a really solid uh, few minutes off the bench, he had six in a reserve role. Kobe Brea with six off the bench. Elijah Weaver with seven. And you know, it's really getting to be a butt whooping when you get the walk-ons getting minutes. Uh, hey, Rex at the end of the game, even even uh, Christian Wilson getting yeah, the action. Great. It's great. It's great. Because you know they practice just like <laughs> oh, you yeah. know the first guys, and you know it's not easy to be in a situation like that as a walk-on. Uh, you get all the grunt work. You're doing all the, the right. nasty drills and stuff that the other guys don't want to do. And, you know, it's great to watch them in practice because they, they get along so well. And now with Brady Ewell on that bench, and it's, 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 it's fun. And believe me, Christian will remember banking that one in, as Anthony said. So, it's you know, they'll sleep well tonight. As the late, great Joe Tate, my favorite Cavaliers broadcaster, would, would say, Rex on the radio call, that shot from Christian Wilson, it had paint all over it. <laughs> But it was still good, right? Counts just the same, right? doesn't it? He looks, in the bo- looks at that box score. It's a perfect three. And that's, I think it was cool to see you know, Larry and, and, uh, and Anthony talk about Larry mentioning you can tell that relationship that you alluded to, Rex, based on how that bench reacts to those guys when they get buckets in garbage time in these kind of games. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great for them to get in. And, you know, getting to meet the schedule, they, you know, they might not get off the bench for the next three or four or five games. But, you know, it's good. They get, get a few minutes in their playing, and they can contact their families tonight and say, you know, I busted this three from 22 feet. So it's, it's great. And I know those guys all live together, and they get along so well. So, yeah, there'll be some ribbing tonight, I'm sure, back in the rooms. <laughs> Dayton Flyers rid the Duquesne Dukes pretty good tonight. Dayton in a runaway. A 21-point win. Dayton 75, Duquesne 54. It's John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback. The home stretch of it on the other side. Live from Flanagan's right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. For the final time tonight, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for Flyer Feedback. It's the Dayton Flyers in a runaway tonight. 75-54 over the Duquesne Dukes. The 21-point win 
gets Dayton to 16-8 and overall and 8-3 and in Atlantic 10 play. They are currently tied for third place in the conference standings. It's John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback. And Rex, after a loss I know on Saturday that left a sour taste in the Flyers' mouth after dropping that game at St. Louis, good rebound and maybe taking out some frustration on just a dreadful Duquesne team tonight. Yeah, I think it was a good win. And was, you and I were talking, we were off the air there, talking to James Kane, one of the assistant coaches, Monday before practice. And I said, how was the locker room after the St. Louis game? You never know how they're going to respond. He said it was very positive. Their line was, when can we get St. Louis again? Where, where will they fall into this division when we get to day 10? So I'm really encouraged to hear that, you know, they didn't come out a little lull tonight. And you keep on looking, you know, Duke goes in and blasts North Carolina last week and comes up right. and lays an egg against a good Virginia team. But it's, you know, you've got to be ready to play every night. If you're not, you're going to take one on the chin, even though teams' records are bad. I would, they, they played well. They did what they were supposed to tonight. They ran their offense, I thought, very efficient, and they passed the ball really well. And it's just good to see, like, like Brooks Hall said in the postgame, Rex, you look and say, well, of course they should have beaten Duquesne by 20 because they are 20 or 30 points better than Duquesne. But the way this team's played, you never know. Right. But it, so it always feels good to just take a team to the woodshed in a week like this because let's just call a spade a spade. They've got a week where they're going to probably beat the brakes off GW uh, coming in here on Saturday. too. This is a week, Rex, where they should take care of business both nights or afternoons when it comes to Saturday and just win in runaways because you are that you are 20 points better than Duquesne. And, again, another team in GW that just stinks out loud. Yeah, they're not, they're not a, a really a solid team. And, you know, it's sort of unique. The last time we played Duquesne, there was, I think, the COVID situation, there was only like 50 or 60 people in the stands. Yeah. And it come tonight, and GW was the same situation. So it's nice to get, nice to get the arena full again. And the fans roaring, and it's, it's, that's great to see. It was. Great to see tonight. And uh, Dayton a winner, 21 points, 75-54. One more time, Dayton a winner, and they are in third place in the Atlantic 10. So that's going to do it for us tonight, Flyer fans. We will talk to you Saturday for Dayton and the aforementioned GW Colonials. Until then, for my partner tonight, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.